0: And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the weekly Yes And podcast. I think this is episode 56, I'm pretty sure. Uh, And if it is, welcome to episode 56. I'm your host, Travis Thomas, the creator of the weekly Yap and Live Yes And. And today really excited about our guest and uh, not that there's really a bad time of the year to talk about kindness, but uh, there's something about the holiday season that makes it even uh, more relevant and more special, and today's guest is all about kindness and just how contagious it is. Uh, My guest is Nicole Phillips. Uh, She is a writer, uh, and she has a column in the Forum of Fargo-Moorhead newspaper called Kindness is Contagious, and she is the author of a book with the same title. So, uh, Nicole, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me. I think Fifty six is my lucky number. Although if this is episode fifty seven, then fifty seven is my lucky number. So will I'll just I'll I'll move with you
0: whatever episode we're on. Okay. Well, I think it's important for your luck to be flexible. So uh, I, I <laughs> that's think that's right. My I, luck is flexible. <laughs> I, think, I think we're in good shape. And Nicole, we were just talking offline. You are in Ohio right now. Clearly, um, uh, everyone on the podcast knows because I talk about Florida a lot. Um, I'm down in sunny Florida, but grew up in Michigan, but you are having some very seasonal weather right now. Tell me, paint that picture for me.
1: It's 30 degrees, and huge, large, beautiful chunks of snow are coming down. It really looks like it could be in a Hallmark Christmas movie or like a Charlie Brown special. It's gorgeous here. And, you know, yesterday it was pretty warm. So it's kind of fun to to go back and forth through the seasons here within a week.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So yes, I can picture that right now. I miss that. Uh, The last two Christmases, we've tried to head north with the family uh, to the mountains last year, to Michigan two years ago, trying to get snow. And we're 0 for 2. So we decided to, to stay home and just stay at the beach this year. So Christmas on the beach this year
1: belly clicky mock-up right you can just yes do yeah, a,
0: yeah. <laughs> right but no no randy quaid crashing our party this year <laughs> uh, so nicole well this is it's kind of fun um I, I, it's often fun seeing how i connect with different guests on the show and um uh, we connected because uh i was in full promotion for uh, random acts of kindness for rack friday 16 and uh, anyone who listens to the podcast knows all about that sort of side project that i started three years ago and uh getting people to do random Acts of Kindness, uh, especially on the day after Thanksgiving, and, uh, and I followed the hashtags. You had posted something, and, uh, and I connected and found out the work that you were doing. I was like, oh, I need to have you on the yap. And um, so uh, so welcome. Tell us, uh, tell us about uh, sort of how the, the column, The Kindness is Contagious, came about.
1: Well, it was interesting. I used to be a television anchor. And uh, I was an anchor in um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, and then in Fargo, North Dakota. When my husband became a, f- a head basketball coach, I retired. And I was kind of looking for something to do uh, besides uh, raising my three children. And it was uh, the publisher of the Forum newspaper in Fargo called me and said, we are starting a new section of the paper specifically geared toward women. So we're looking for female voices. Would you write about politics? And I said, no. And he said, okay, um, would you write about cooking? And I said, I have made lasagna twice and both times I forgot to put in the lasagna noodles. So I don't think I'm your girl for that. And he said, how about parenting? And I was like, absolutely. Once I figure out how to raise these three children, I will get back to you. Yes. And so he was, it was funny. He kind of threw his hands up in the air and he said, how about this? When you figure out what you want to write about, let me know. And so I really, I thought about it. I prayed about it. I talked to friends about it. And uh, then I had a really interesting experience um, with a girl in a shiny gold bikini. And that (laughs) was what set me off on this tangent. And I I went home after having this random act of kindness experience with her and I wrote up my very first column. It was called Gold Bikini Girl. And I sent it in to the publisher of the forum and I said, I wanna write about kindness. And he said, okay. (laughs) And my husband gave it six months. He said, Nick, in six months, you're either gonna run out of material because people are gonna quit sending in stories or you're gonna quit seeing stories Or you're going to get bored of writing about kindness. But, you know, whatever. And so I always like to try and prove my husband wrong. So now it's been five years, and I'm still writing about kindness every week.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so real quick, can you give us the bullet points of Gold Bikini Girl?
1: Absolutely. I went to the pool, and there was a young woman there, probably 17 with long blonde hair shiny gold bikini and she was there watching a little girl who was the same age as my youngest so about a year and a half and i just saw what a what a really cool babysitter this was she's just super engaged and in this little girl's life and it was neat and so i wanted to get her number so that i could baby she could babysit for my children and the more that we talked, um, the more I realized that she wasn't the world's best babysitter. She was this little girl's mom. Okay. And so our conversation really took a different sort of turn. And I just you know, told her how inspired I was by her and the fact that she was so good at this as a single parent. And I felt like so many days I was bad at it. And I had help and financial resources and things like that. And so I ended up giving her some money that day. Um, but really, I may have, you know, I may have made her day, but she changed the trajectory of my life.
0: And so so tell me a little bit more about that. What was it uh, for you about that experience that, that really sort of uh, impacted you in a meaningful way?
1: So I was not in the habit of giving away money before this um, or doing random acts of kindness or anything like that. It wasn't on my radar. And so when I... I felt this really strong voice saying, give her some money. Um, I did, and it was was $60, you know. It wasn't a gazillion dollars, but it was a lot for me. And um, when I handed it to her, she started to sob, and she just threw her arms around me, and she said, thank you, thank you so much. And I started to cry and there was just a special connection with this total stranger that really was powerful and meaningful to me so that even when she got in her um, car and drove away and I got in my minivan and drove away, I felt like um, I wanted to tell everyone I knew about this adrenaline rush, about this, what I now have realized Alan Lux is a a guy who did a lot of research on it, and he calls it the helper's high. Mm. And so I had that helper's high, and I wanted the whole world to know about it, because I thought, if everybody knows what this feels like, everybody is going to want to try it.
0: And, And you had a column to actually share that story.
1: I did, yeah. So then I just went home, and I thought, you know what? I don't know if the publisher is going to let me write about kindness or not. That it's, it's not a very sexy topic. Um, but I want to give it a shot. I want to see if I I just want to see if other people, if kindness will resonate with other people the way it has resonated with me. And, you know, in the past five years, I have seen, uh, truly that, that kindness is contagious and that, People just talking about it and getting the word out about it um, and, and getting excited about it makes other people excited about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 interesting that you mentioned that because I think, you know, for the last few years now that we've been really sort of doing the, the Rack Friday uh the The helper's high is, I mean, that's it's exactly what it is, and it's and it's so simple, and it's the smallest act of, um, you know, like a $5 gift card, or, you yeah. know, uh, I gave, you know, one of the things we did this year was went into a laundromat and just gave stacks of quarters to people who were in their city, and, and you would have thought that we gave them $1,000.
1: Yes, uh, isn't that the best? Yeah. Yeah. And there's just something... And there's something... Go on. Yeah, I
0: think we're... Yeah, there, there's something about... It's, you know, and, and again, I think um, it's not it's not so much about what you're giving. It's almost that... It's, I think, it's that human connection. Like, I'm actually... Mm-hmm. I actually care enough about you um, to have this interaction right now that's not just me staying in my own world. That's um,
1: exactly it. Yes. It's stepping out of our comfort zone to really connect with another person. And I've even found now, like I really love to go talk to homeless people. Um, the, we don't have, um, there aren't people sitting on the corners in Athens, Ohio, um, but you know, I'll go to Chicago or, or other cities. And I love to just get down on a knee and just look people in the eye and talk with them and find out their name and find out their story. And in, because it gives me such a rush.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that strange. That might be weird.
0: <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> now that I it, say it out loud, say, hmm, uh, that girl's got a problem. Right. Well, I, I think you know. I think if you if, if you look at it from the standpoint of, um, you know, I, I think if, if we're honest and say, you know what, I mean, we are. Be, I mean, it's you are you are being kind, but you you understand that you're getting something out of it as well. And I think it's that you know, you are, it's, it's, it's how good connection just feels for you as a person, let alone someone, you know, a homeless person where, you know, uh, who is used to being ignored, how good that must feel for them to connect. Um, right. but it, it's, it's, you. you know, it's you, it's, it's the connection you're feeling to, to a quote unquote stranger. And, uh, yeah. um, and just how good it feels to, to, whether it's the empathy or the compassion or, or whatever it is. Um, Mm -hmm. so, okay. So five months, I'm sorry, six months has turned into five years. Um, what has that, I mean, how transformational has that been for you?
1: It completely, when I say that, that gold bikini girl changed the trajectory of my life, I'm not exaggerating. I was on the edge of what anyone would call an alcoholic. Um, and, really, even though I was a mom of three kids, exhibited some really questionable decisions and um, really was quite depressed in my life. And it was tragic, really, because I had everything I ever wanted. I lived in a nice house. I, I married a man that I uh, was my childhood sweetheart. You know, I had three healthy, beautiful kids. And yet I just kept asking myself, is this all there is? You know, and what a, what a horrible way to go through life to not be able to see your own blessings. And um, I, I can't even tell you when when it clicked for me, but about six months after I started doing, well, within a year, let's say within a year of the first time I wrote the column, and then a year later, I had quit drinking, I had quit smoking, I um, had gone off my antidepressants, mm. um, I had just so much purpose and joy in my life. And, uh, I had lost 25 pounds. I mean, it was, it was really strange. All of these, the domino effects that had, right. that had happened once I stopped looking at myself and my own problems, um, and instead turned my gaze and my focus out onto others.
0: Right. And you, and you mentioned that word purpose Purpose is, is a huge area that I love to, 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 focus on and concentrate on. So, so uh, describe what that sense of purpose looked like and felt like to you. Um,
1: I feel like my, okay, for me, for my personal beliefs, it comes <clears throat> from a really spiritual aspect. I feel like I am meant to be not not to just say I'm a Christian, but to truly be the hands and feet of Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. So when I go to a big city and I see people walking by people who are homeless, I feel like it is my purpose to remind them that the one who created them sees them and loves them. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I look at it. So that's my purpose. So um, I, that is how I just try to live each day and, and say, okay, what is it today how am I meant to be a vessel for God today? And um, you know, and, and every day it's a different assignment, but I know that that's my job. I, that is what I do for a living. And there's no real title on it, but I know that it's my purpose. I know what it's that it is what I was created to do.
0: Right. and And, and talk to me a little bit about how, you know, really in in one year from you sort of kind of starting the the, the kindness column, Um, all the major sort of shifts and changes in your life that happened. Explain how going through a normal day was different once you had the column compared to what a normal day sort of looked like and felt like for you before you had that column.
1: Mm. Okay, so I used to be a television reporter and an anchor, and we would go to news meetings. I will connect all of this, I promise. And we would go to news (laughs) meetings every morning, and they would say, tell us your stories. And one of the things I learned as a young reporter— was that every day you had to be really focused. Your eyes had to be incredibly open to the possibilities of the news stories around you. So, um, because we had to, you know, if there wasn't a major fire, a major catastrophe, we had to, to have a backup story. So I was constantly looking for stories. So when I started to write about kindness, I asked people to write in and send me their stories of kindness. But if they didn't send anything, I still had a column that had to be published the following Saturday. So I either had to go out and do an act of kindness and then kind of report on it, or I had to look for them. I had to look for people who were being kind and talk to them and say, why are you doing this? Why did you do this? How did that make you feel? Um, And so... That whole entire first year was kind of like my brain reforming. It was mm-hmm. transforming into a person who, like me as a younger news reporter, was always on the lookout for kindness.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and so, and then you just, again, the impact that had on your life by that, that, shifted, that shifted focus and that shifted attention of, of this new intention.
1: Well, because you can't think of two things at once, right? You can't think of, you know, your brain just can't do it. It can't think of baseball scores and your grocery list at the same time. So you have to choose one or the other, what am I going to think about? And so when I started thinking about and looking at kindness, I didn't have time or space in my brain to think about how I was upset because my husband had left his socks on the floor and that must be that's you know disrespectful of me and that must mean he doesn't love me anymore and you know what i mean right it's it's this crazy spiral that your brain will go down this wormhole if you let it but if you're busy thinking about kindness uh you don't have time to think about that other
0: stuff right because you're always for you you're always thinking about where's my next kindness story
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 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 I love kindness so much so that even if I knew it wasn't something I was going to use in a future column, it was still really fun to 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 see and to read about or to hunt down, you know, or to talk to people about.
0: And before that, you know, it's you would just say. Would you just say that your focus was just a little bit more self-centered?
1: Yes, that is a perfect (laughs) word. I
0: thought the ah, the ah kind of. uh, Yeah, uh, summed that up. Uh Absolutely. It it reminds me a little bit, Nicole, of a a couple of years ago when we were doing sort of Rack Friday for the first time, and my mom, you know, uh, two of her kids are near home, but two of us are spread out. And the holidays are always kind of, you know, it's great, but it also brings up a lot of sadness and wanting all the kids to be around. And it's really easy, you know, with um, who's passed away and who's not there anymore to kind of be in a funk. And uh, I remember the feedback she shared after, after that Rack Friday, and she carried it all the, way, you know, all the way through the rest of the holidays, was how happy and excited she was to wake up every morning because she was thinking about, who am I going to basically rack today? Who am I going to bless today? Cool. And it was it's very sort of similar to your mindset. You're like, okay, what what, you know, what cool kind of story am I going to see or experience or do today? And hers was similar. It's like, wow, I'm excited to get out of bed because I can't wait to see, you know, who I get to bless, and it completely yes. sort of transformed the whole holiday experience for her because she was in a mindset of blessing others compared to being in a mindset of, oh, woe was me.
1: Right. That's exactly right. And I've had people say to me recently Uh, with the whole, you know, I got to buy for all my nieces and nephews and I got to buy for all these people. And, um, so, you know, even giving can be, um, it can be a chore sometimes. And so I've had several people uh, write to me recently and say, you know, my mother, instead of buying presents for all the grandkids and everything, um, She gives us $10, and our gift to her is to tell her what we did with that $10. Um. So it's kind of a, you know, just a different approach to the holidays. But it does help you to to get off of the woe is me or the, oh, I got to do this, and get on to the, hey, this is really cool.
0: Yes, absolutely. And uh, it kind of gets back to what the holidays are about anyway. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. Well, well, yeah. Amen.
0: (laughs) So, so, uh, so tell me about the book now. Um, uh, and how did, how did the column lead you down to becoming an author? Talk about that.
1: Well, the book is called kindness is contagious. 100 stories to remind you that God is good. And so are most people, (laughs) because I get from a lot of people, a lot of times, you know, Oh, this is such a dark world. Oh, people stink, you know, whatever. Um, And when I when I put the columns together initially and thought, oh, it'll be a cute little book to set on your table. I'll have 30 little stories to put in it or something. um, I started to see that not only was it just um, about kindness, but it was about really the people who were just normal people. Um, who had these just really fun experiences that we could duplicate in our own lives. And so I um, had intended to write it in and had started to put it together back in 2013. Well, then my husband got a job moving and we moved to Ohio in 2014. So then I put it on hold and then I, was, I picked it up to start it again and then I got breast cancer. So now um, I have... Uh, finished all of my reconstruction from the breast cancer and all of that and all of my boxes are unpacked here in Ohio and I <laughs> thought this is it I am I am gonna put these stories together So when I, I read through every story I had ever written which was I don't know 300 whatever um, and picked my favorites and then I gave them to a girlfriend and I said, can you read these? stories and she picked her favorites. And then I, um, we narrowed it down to about 120 and I sent those 120 stories to 10 people. Some I knew and some I didn't and asked them to read it and tell me which ones resonated with them. And from there we narrowed it down to 100 stories. But what I thought when I initially put it together was that if people read it in a book where they read one a day. Um, or they read, you know, a couple before bed or however that works, um, instead of just one a week, I think that their lives could have the same, kindness could have the same transformative power in their lives as it has had in mine. And it would encourage people to, to do acts of kindness, encourage people to look for acts of kindness, and, um, and really, ultimately, draw them closer to the, why God created them.
0: So tell me how you have seen sort of how kindness is contagious. Give me uh, in your own sort of personal life. My favorite example comes from a
1: woman who lived down the street from us, and she lived in um, basically um, it was a shack, like a shabby chic shack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, but it was um, it was hard. Sometimes they didn't have hot water. Sometimes they didn't have electricity. Um, and so she, um, she didn't feel like she had a lot to give financially. And she told me that she was at the gas station and someone came up and asked if she had any money because this woman's car broke down and she needed to, um, fill up this tank of gas for her car to carry to her car. And so, um, my neighbor, gave her some money and then she watched as the woman went in the opposite direction of where she said she had pointed for her car. So right without the tank of gas, she took the money and walked the opposite direction. Right. And my, and, and my neighbor said, you know, I think that that woman maybe didn't, I think that woman maybe lied to me. She said, but you know what? I don't care. She said, because when I gave her that money i knew how you felt when you help us and she said and and when you help other people and she said that. and i i i just thought you know what nicole wouldn't care what those people use the money for nicole would just care that she did the right thing at that at the right time and she and and so and she said this to me and i i kind of just stood there with my mouth open and i was like huh like really that's the that's the impression i leave you with like that's that's beautiful. What a legacy, right? Right. Somebody thinks of you and thinks, I want to do what she does. There's no greater compliment to that. And right. to me, that just showed that whatever kindness I showed is absolutely contagious because this woman looks for ways in her life to help others now.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And and tell me about your children. How old are your children?
1: They are 12. That's my daughter. She's in seventh grade, 12. Uh, Eleven. That's my son. He's in fifth grade, and then I have another son who is six, and he's in first grade.
0: Okay, so 12, 11, and six. Great. I've got. Mm-hmm. Let me see. We've got fourteen. Almost twelve, and and nine. And so we're we're pretty close there. Talk boys about boys or girls. Uh, the oldest is a girl, and then two boys. Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: So we're kind of the same. Cool. Yes.
0: And so tell me the impact uh, you've seen uh, in your own children as as you've kind of taken on this new shift.
1: Every day we ask a question, I ask a question when my kids get home from school, I say, what was your glad today? You know, what happened to make you happy? What was your sad today? And what was your act of kindness? Mm. And they always have to tell me what their glad was. They can't pass on that. So they've got to think of something that made them happy that day. And then they can pass on the sad. If nothing really happened that made them sad, that's okay. Um, But their act of kindness is the other one, that they have to come up with an act of kindness. And... It is, and we've done this since my littlest one's been three, I think is when he started it. And we had to kind of help him along and say, well, did your teacher pass out a snack today at preschool? And he'd say, yes. And I'd say, did she have to do that? Or was that nice of her? And he was like, oh yeah, that was nice of her. You know, that was kindness. (laughs) Right. So there you go. So we'd lead them through it, but now all three of them do it on their own. But it'll be funny because if I, if, if we get busy after school and I'm not asking Every night, one of them will for sure say to me, "Mom, aren't you going to ask me what my act of kindness?" Was I've been thinking about it all day. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they 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 are purposeful in their kindness, and so that's really fun to see. And my daughter, uh, when I went through breast cancer, this I was diagnosed in May of 2015, and she really wanted to do something to help, and but just felt very helpless. But she loves to sew, so she <clears> asked <throat> if she could make these coffee cup sleeves and um, and ask for donations. As people donated, she'd give them a coffee cup sleeve. And she ended up raising uh, $5,700 in 2015. And in 2016, this year, she made $11,000 for the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it's, and it's cool because it is like the back-and-forth kindness. There's no way that that girl raises $11,000 without many, many people donating, right. Being kind, giving to this little girl who has this mission. Um, and then for her to see what it feels like to give, um, and even though Susan G Komen is a a large organization, um, there are local branches. So their local branch was really, really helpful to me when I was diagnosed and, and kind of walking me through it. And so they, um, you know, they send Jordan letters and tell her thank you, and you know they, they just they kind of spoil her a little bit. So um, there's kindness coming from them, but then she um, finding you know what it feels like to be purposeful in her kindness toward women with breast cancer.
0: Mm. And, and and if you're if you're comfortable sharing, what was you know what was that like going through sort of that experience, the cancer experience, and and what role did sort of kindness play in that for you? Mm, I am a
1: uh, habitual
0: oversharer, so I'm comfortable talking
1: about anything. <laughs> I, I actually I'm I am the book that I'm currently working on is called Borrow My Brave: A Breast Cancer Survivor Bears All. And I have a friend who's a professional photographer, so she came with me through every she came to my appointments, she came to my surgeries, and she took pictures of of my my breasts when they were native normal. Uh, She took a picture after the mastectomy all through the reconstruction process. She has been photographing it. And so all those pictures will go in a book so that women who walk through breast cancer can look at 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 what their surgery options are on a real live person instead of just looking at a medical diagram or you know if you google the word breast or even breast cancer it's you you don't want to do that just trust me on that one so um so i'm putting that together but the kindness part of it comes in because i talk in the book about how kindness was like a chemotherapy for me Hmm. now i was really fortunate. I didn't have to go through chemo and radiation. It was just the mastectomy for me. Um, But the emotional toll that comes with being diagnosed, wondering if you're going to die, you know, am I ever going to recover from this surgery and get off these pain pills? And, you know, will my life ever be normal again? Um, Kindness was essential in helping me walk through that because on the days when I woke up and I felt like um, this, this dread over my head. Um, those were the days that I knew I had to go out and be intentionally kind. And those were the days that I went to bed at night knowing that I was going to be okay. And that this world is a good place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. And, and, uh, and tell us about your husband. He only gave you six months when you started this project. Um, what kind of impact has that, has this had on him?
1: It's funny because we joke about like, I'm, this is like version 5.0 of his wife, right? Like he, when, when, when a a year before I had, you know, when, if you, if you go back to the beginning, when I started writing this kindness column, you know, again, I was a drinker, I was a smoker, I was a little bit heavier. And, you know, and so he has kind of seen his wife come to life. And I think that really makes him happy and um because he sees me happy and so that has been really um it's been really good for our marriage because you know I, I i don't i think i used to pick on him a little bit you know like constantly thinking that he needed to do something to make me happier and you know no person can be responsible for another person's happiness like that it's just too big of a burden to put on a spouse or a parent or anyone um, and so, um, he has been so super supportive of, um, of this book. He's been super supportive of the column. And honestly, there are a lot of times when I will come to him and I'll say, Hey, I think we need to give a thousand dollars to this person. And he'll look at me and I'll go, <laughs> uh-huh. All right, okay. You know, like a thousand dollars is a lot of money, Nick, you know, like, right? Like, hmm. And so, um, initially, I remember the first time I ever spent—I spent, spent two hundred and fifty dollars to buy somebody a bus ticket, and I spent it, and then I went and told him. Right. And it was because I was a little embarrassed that I would spend that much money on something, and whatever. And um, and we talked through it, and he was like, uh, "Okay, you know," he was really confused by just like, oh, "You don't even know her," but okay, and then. You know, there was a time where I wanted to pay tuition for somebody. And so I talked to him ahead of time and he was like, well, can we budget for it? Okay. All right, we'll do it. And so now when I come to him and I say, hey, I just really feel called to help with this situation, he'll go, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and the the length of conversation that it takes to kind of get what I want gets shorter and shorter and shorter because he, uh, has become more and more supportive and he just understands the mission behind what I do. And, um, so he'll even come to me and he'll say, Hey, I think we need to help these people out when he's got something that comes across his plate too.
0: Yeah. And so I imagine it's much more enjoyable to have those conversations than, than some of the typical conversations that married couples get sucked into.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, you know, we fought a lot. Um, not, not like roundhouse kicks fought, but you know, we, we bickered and, and I can't tell you, I think in the past five years, I mean, we've maybe had one or two things that have come up that, you know, it's a 30 minute conversation and then it's like, okay, all right, well, we'll move on. So I can tell that we treat each other with more kindness and respect than we used to.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. What has been? What's what's been the most inspiring story you've been witness to uh, while you've been doing this? Mm. Mm. It's like trying to. I'm, it's try, It's like trying to ask you yeah. which is your favorite child.
1: Yeah, which is my favorite child? Well, and and, and right now, what my brain is going to going between is. Um, some of these stories people have sent in or told me about, so I don't know if that counts as me actually being witness of standing there looking at them. Well, whichever but,
0: one, yeah. Whether you whether you physically witnessed it or not, but uh, yeah, that okay. you just that just comes to mind. Yep.
1: Okay. Well, one of my favorites, um, because I use this in my life all the time now, is um, came from a man who lived in Fargo and he was driving into this like mini mall with a starbucks and there's a drive-through for the starbucks and he was coming from one direction and a woman was coming from another direction and they made eye contact and she kind of scowled and gave him a look like don't you dare pull in front of me in this drive-through and um and she gunned it and and just kind of you know, floored it into the drive-thru before he could even make a decision one way or the other. Well, the joke of it was, he said, I wasn't even going to the drive-thru. I was going somewhere else. And, um, so he parked his car and he went into Starbucks and he said to the barista, barista, um, I want to pay for whatever that woman is ordering right now. And, um, he said, I had a choice. I could have let it go and let and thought about it all day about what a cruddy person she was and how, you know, you know, just how miserable I was about the situation. I said, he said, or I had the choice to go in and be kind and know that regardless of who she is or where she is at that particular point in her life. I am kind and I have the power to control my day and to control the memories I carry from that day. And I love that story because, you know, when somebody cuts me off in traffic, like it happens to all of us, you know, people get in a hurry and they get careless or thoughtless or sometimes they do it on purpose uh, because they're just there's an aspect of their life that's miserable and they want to bring other people into their miserable. And so I, I love that because to me, it reminds me that, um, my reaction is a choice and I choose to love.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair. I love that. I love, I mean, because you know, one option you would say, "Well, that's great that he just didn't even react. He could have gone gone on his day and just." Um, but to actually go a step further, which is, not only am I not going to react to this person, I'm actually going to go out of my way to to bless them as a result. And um, that's right. And again, we can always go back to how transformational that probably was for that person who received that gift. Um, but how much more transformational it is for the person who does the act because. Um, we all know how, you know, one event in the day can spiral our whole day downward, including everyone that has to come into contact with us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth?
0: <laughs> compared wow. to, yeah, yes. uh, compared to always being in this mindset of, all right, I, I can choose. I can either choose how I'm going to respond to this. And, um, and, and we're always choosing how we are going to impact others, you know, at the same time. So, no, what a, what a fantastic example. Um, Well, Nicole, uh, before we let you go here, uh, please let people know how they can find your book or if they can find your column online, uh, your website. Go ahead and plug away.
1: Okay. Well, my website is NicoleJPhillips.com. So NicoleJPhillips.com. And then the book is on Amazon. And if you just type in kindness is contagious uh, on Amazon, it'll pull you right up to the book. And, um, let's see, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram, but I am pretty technologically challenged. So I couldn't actually tell you what (laughs) those. I don't know what all my handles or whatever they're called for it, but just if you, if you, if you start looking up Nicole J. Phillips, you
0: know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I just would very, very much appreciate and welcome, um, anyone, all of you into, into my tribe. I would love, love, love to have, have more members.
0: Fantastic. So, and what, thank what, you. What's your favorite act of kindness to do during the holidays, Nicole?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. Well, you know, you mentioned quarters earlier. Um, I am uh, going to go take some rolls of quarters to someone I know who um, will be struggling a little bit this holiday season. And I'm going to give her those rolls of quarters to take to the laundromat because I I just feel like, you know what? food and presents are way more fun to pay for during the holiday season than, uh, laundry. So, you know, it's just a little something
0: that I can do and anybody can do, and, Yeah, you know, just so
1: reminding people that they're cared for. Right.
0: The little acts go a long way. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, Nicole, thanks so much for, uh, for taking the time to be on the weekly app this week.
1: Thank you. And thank you for what you do for, uh, Allowing people to really get in tune with their purpose. It's it's
0: awesome. I appreciate it. And uh it's what gets me excited to get out of the bit of the morning as well. So um well, hey, uh make sure you've got your boots and your gloves and your hat and your mittens before you go outside today.
1: Got it. Merry Christmas <laughs> to you. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Same to you, Merry Christmas, Nicole. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yep. yep. Even more than I usually do And although